0: My journey with cancer I have discovered a golden truth that from the start I was in your heart a Revelation that changed my a sufferer. I'm a human being with cancer, and while I am able, I'm also a preacher. So in that role, here is something to make you think about the great God whom I love and serve. The resurrection. After this message, maybe you would like to find a Bible and read the story of the resurrection for yourself. You'll find it at the end of any of the first four books of the New Testament. If you don't know where they are, look in the Bible's index for the page numbers. As you read, ask God to show you how this story affects you and your relationship with Him. All the Gospels tell the story of the resurrection, each one offering a slightly different yet compelling story. What is common among all the accounts is the simple fact that it was a small group of women who were the first to discover that the world would never be the same again. Over the years, I've preached quite a few sermons about Easter and the resurrection, each focusing on some particular aspect of God's love or mercy, sometimes looking at the immense sacrifice that Jesus made. They were all good, I suppose, but I have to admit, a little analytical, detailed stuff. Greek-wordy sermons. But I got to wondering what it would have been like to have walked with those brave women that morning, I say brave because, well, crucifixion was brutal and just a few days before they had witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus their Lord. In death they were determined to honour him and their conversation reflects not the danger but the difficulty of the task ahead. We forget that the words we read are about real people and real events that unfolded not as a complete narrative but more as a snapshot of accounts as they unfolded for very frightened people. Do we ever tell their story? Do we ever remember the ones who gathered in the first few days after the death of Jesus? I suspect not so much as we should. So please let me tell you the story of the first people ever to utter the words, Jesus is alive. Put yourself into that little band of sisters, perhaps taking the role of Mary Magdalene, and follow your heart as you journey to the tomb with them. It's a cold, misty morning in Jerusalem, and it seems like the mist swirling around has drawn a curtain over the terrible events surrounding the death of Jesus. Each of you have brought spices to anoint the body of the one you happily called Lord. Maybe it's fitting that it is a small group of women that come to do this most intimate of things. Men are so often concerned with control and power. Even the disciples argued about that. Who would be greatest? Who would be best? But a woman brings life into the world. So yes, you feel it's fitting to be here, honouring him in his death. His mother will bathe him crying tears of regret, and after scenting his body with spices, bind him again for his eternal rest. You talk as you make your way through the garden. Rumour has it the governor has set a guard over the tomb. Why were they so afraid of the man they had just killed? It's not as if he could do them any harm now. Not that he ever did. He was about love and forgiveness, not war and destruction you realise that those in power are trying to deny the oxygen of hope to the followers of Jesus. Maybe they will deny you the right to anoint his body. You hope not, because it's been so long now. This is the third day. His spirit will soon depart, returning to God who gave it. He said something about that, or at least you kind of think he did. Under your lips you offer a prayer. O God, full of compassion, who dwells on high, grant true rest upon the wings of the Divine Presence, and may the All-Merciful One shelter Him with the cover of His wings forever, and bind His soul in the bond of life. The Lord is His heritage, may He rest in His resting place in peace, and let us say Amen. Everyone joined in the Amen, which embarrassed me quite a bit, because I didn't think they could hear me. The conversation returned to the most pressing problem of all. Even if the soldiers did let us go to the grave, how were we going to move the heavy stone? The four of us could never do that, and the stone was there for a purpose, to keep people out. I suppose that included us. So how on earth would we move it? We couldn't ask the soldiers. They would be there to keep it in place. Someone, maybe his mother Mary, Suggested that God would find a way Soon we were approaching the tomb The light was growing now The orange glow of dawn made the swirling mist Even more frightening than before Graveyards are never easy places to visit But when your heart is broken with grief It's doubly so Still we had one last thing we needed to do And nothing was going to stop us The first we knew something was wrong when one of us tripped over a prone figure on the ground. To our horror, it turned out to be a soldier. We screamed and almost ran for it, but he was just lying there fast asleep on the ground, so much so he never even stirred. Having recovered from the shock and gathered our wits again, we hurried on, only to find in ones and twos the rest of the one-time vigilant guard of the Roman Empire, each one sleeping soundly, blissfully unaware of what was about to unfold. Suddenly the red and gold of the cool morning light was washed, and almost purified by a pure bright light coming from the tomb. So bright it seemed to chase the mist and gloom away, now a veritable wall of light so pure it hurt your eyes, streamed with growing intensity from that hollow grave. We held each other as we entered the tomb, Fear and anticipation gripped each of us As slowly we approached the wonder inside There stands a man so bright You feel dirty Soiled in his presence Yet somehow the love emanating from him Has a cleansing feel He sees our approach and smiles Like someone who's been waiting for a friend And is overjoyed when they arrive Now all of us are shaking with fear And wondering what it all means "'Don't be afraid,' he said. "'You're looking for Jesus, the one they crucified? "'He's not here anymore. "'He's risen, as he said he would. "'He told us to go back to where the others were "'and tell them, Jesus is alive.' "'On hearing all this, Jesus' mother fell to her knees "'and Simone began to sob. "'I was just stunned into total silence. "'How could this be? "'How could he just defy death itself?' We headed back to town, and it's when my doubts came. How could someone so pure, so holy, ever want to know someone like me? Once again I felt so dirty and unclean, unworthy. Somehow, in the confusion, I got separated from the others, and found myself alone, wandering in the garden. Alone and afraid, I fell to the ground. All the pain of years of abuse and everything else just came flooding into my soul like a tide of destruction. The grief overwhelmed me. And then it happened. A light just seemed to erupt inside me. No, it was more. It was a feeling so pure and wholesome, flooding every part of my being. I looked up and it was him, Jesus, standing there in front of me. He spoke just one word. He said, Mary. And his love and forgiveness was overwhelming. I could feel the uncleanness slipping away. It felt like all the sin in my life was lifted from me. Master was all I could say. Put his hand on me and I knew it would be okay. Don't ask me how. I just knew everything would be okay. I'd like to read a poem by Eddie Haskew from his book Many Voices, One Voice. Christ is Risen. Hallelujah. It's not always easy, Lord, to live that statement. Not always easy to believe when it's preached by old men in dark suits with faces from which the joy has long drained away like colour from a well-washed shirt hardly remembered. Not easy to believe living in a good Friday world. I can believe in the cross. The headlines in the papers shout its truth every day. The suffering, the pain, Christ mocked and crucified afresh. I stand with Thomas, unless I see, handle the evidence, find hard-edged proof. Oh Lord, open my eyes. I catch a glimmer of the resurrection, like crocus pushing through snow, purple and white, still cold. I see a gleam of life in daffodil gold. Warmer round dark trees. And suddenly I see the resurrection splendour In human courage. In love. In painful glad acceptance of uncertainty. The joyous living of today In the shadow of death. In lives touched by your hand. Transformed. Turned triumphantly to face your light. The stone rolled away. The tomb empty. Life ahead, beginning anew. Lord, give me the courage to reach out and take it. Hear the bells ringing, they're singing That you can be born again Hear the bells ringing, they're singing Christ is risen from the dead The angel upon the tombstone said he has risen just as he said go tell his disciples that jesus christ is no longer dead You've been listening to my journey through cancer, so I'd like to invite you to join me next week at the same place on the dial at the same time and walk a while with me. And I personally trust it will be a long, long series because I want to be around for a long time. If you've found what you've heard today helpful, if it's brought up issues in your life, then why not phone in to the Flame Studios if you want to talk to me in particular then flame will pass your contact details on to me and i will be happy to talk to you as soon as i can jesus this means everything to me in you i have my true identity jesus this means everything to me and you i have my true